This is episode 95 with Katya Rusanen. Clients saying, well, I don't have a big thing that happened in my life. And like, then they go into the place where they think that they story don't matter. And I believe that we all have life experiences that we can share and that way support others because your story can be the exact thing someone else needs to hear. Welcome to the Drive to Succeed podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in today, my name is Daniel, the host of the show. This podcast exists to bring you new knowledge, wisdom, and truth in the world of entrepreneurship and self-development. Hey everyone, I hope you're well. Happy Thanksgiving for those of you who are celebrating. I know not most of all people are fortunate to spend Thanksgiving with their family. However, if you are with your family, I would really encourage you to really have a conversation with them and just really enjoy the moment and be present, right? Because we really don't know what would happen next in the next year or so. With the world so ever fast changing, you know, just make sure that you make the most out of this Thanksgiving. And without further ado, let's introduce our next guest. Today's guest is the best-selling author, spiritual mentor, success coach, and creator of the Client Attraction Story System. It is a step-by-step program for purpose-driven entrepreneurs to craft stories that sell. After working as a supervisor in one of the world's leading business banks, she obtained two master's degrees in spiritual psychology and spiritual science. She has now dedicated her life to helping clients discover the power of personal stories and create business that they love. And in this episode, we talk about the importance of being vulnerable and able to narrate your story in the most powerful way. What is the framework for you to choose the story that would resonate with your ideal clients? How to use story-based content on social media and the importance of using private Facebook groups to increase your engagement and conversion rates and many more. How many of you would like to learn how to create and sell your own online course? Turn what is inside your head, combine the experience and expertise built over the years into a profitable signature workshop. Want to learn how to launch your side hustle in the next 90 to 120 days? Then listen to the next few minutes. Over the years, especially in the past 18 months, e-learning has become an important part of the modern education system. According to market research report released by ReportLinker.com, which is an AI-enabled market intelligence platform, and an article written in Forbes.com, the global market for e-learning, listen to this, is estimated at 250.8 billion US dollars in the year 2020, which is last year alone, and is projected to reach a revised size of 457.8 billion US dollars by 2026, which is growing at a compound annual growth rate of 10.3% over the analysis period. So, what does it mean? There is a big opportunity and massive shift happening in the online learning industry. So if you're wondering and listening to this podcast, like, how can I take advantage of this? How can I take my knowledge, experience, and expertise into a signature workshop? What can I sell? Like, what to sell? How to sell? And be a producer, not just a consumer. Then go check out my free training on the drive to succeed.com 
forward slash masterclass. Again, the website is the drive to succeed.com forward slash masterclass. It's going to be 30, 40 minutes of your time. And I promise you, if you just take one thing from the free training and apply it immediately, you're going to change everything for you. All right. Once again, check out the website, the drive to succeed.com forward slash masterclass. And without further ado, let's welcome Katya Rusanen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Awesome. So before we started recording, I noticed that one of your strengths is in creating stories based on, you know, the region story of your clients. Right. And you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier as well about how we can use our story to, you know, basically attract our clients and basically tell story in, in a form where it's relatable to people, to our audience. Right. But before we get started, just tell us a little bit background. Who is Katya Rosanen? I am currently residing in Spain, but I'm originally from Finland because people sometimes wonder where this accent is from. Really? Yeah, so originally from Finland and I knew when I was six years old that I'm going to move abroad and I did. So I always dreamt of palm trees, so I made that move when I could. And I grew up in the countryside in Finland and I was dreaming of connecting with people all over the world. And I had the calling to serve and support others. But then I went to traditional route. I studied marketing and business administration. I was having this normal life, but then I had this calling to move abroad. And I did. And then from that, I had, again, experiences that I want to study more. I was working in the banking and then I had this calling to start helping people because my mom was terminally ill that time and I wanted to be there and able to support her. So I started studying spiritual life coaching Mm. and that led then to study more. I have now two master's degrees in spiritual psychology and spiritual science. And of course, when you study more, you also want to share. And one of the most effective ways that I found was then to share through social media. But I did need a business mentor to help me to package how do I help people and she found that I'm really good in with stories. I can help people to share how they started their journey as I had my own, own experience at the age of 16 when I went through a last, tragic loss and my boyfriend died by suicide that time. And that took me to a healing journey And once I did the healing journey and all those studies, spiritual studies helped me. So that opened a door for me. And I did not connect that without my business mentor. She was like, you have your story and you can help others to share their transformational story. And then I started story coaching 
And this way I can help people to share their journeys because I believe that our stories can create meaningful impact in the world. So that was real fast journey what has happened in my life but i know you want to keep this short so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries well basically uh, you started your voice uh, through that catalyst when your boyfriend committed suicide i know that would be difficult right um but when was this when you when you discovered this when when was this like how long was it just to give a proper context so that happened when I was 16 and then I shut down for 15 years I did not want to talk about it and it was for me an experience that I wanted to hide and often people as well people who I have worked with have some transformational experience that took place in their life and they feel they don't want to share it because it can feel very vulnerable and for me it started when I started writing 2007. I started writing my first novel and this is a fiction novel me. or is it a fiction? It's or a fictional novel, but it has the core event. The main character in my book is going through as well a loss. So I was having that experience, like clearing my own wounds as I wrote. It was very healing. And then as I healed, then I was able to start talking about it and finding one person I shared with and then another one and then small group. And now I can speak about the experience more openly. Interesting. So let's say, all right, so most people right now, because, you know, in, in, in my line of work, there's like three things, right? Media, marketing, and message. And I believe mm -hmm. message is very important because in, in a form of story, you're, you're giving people the opportunity to buy in something that they would believe in, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in your line of work, is there a way or is there a form of, because this can be a little bit tricky when someone draws out story within, you know, themselves and they wanted to market something, you know, this can be in a borderline, maybe non-ethical. So in your line of work, in your thoughts, I mean, in your process, do you have like a framework to make sure that each client that you work with have, you know, a step-by-step -step process that they can follow and package that message? Yes, I do. I have created a, a program that helps people to craft and share their original story. And it's always also checking what is the offer that you want to make. That's the first step. And I want to share that because we have many stories. Mm -hmm. We have so many stories in our lives. So then what story to choose? You need to start with the end in mind. You need to know what is the aim? What are you offering that your story makes sense? That it's not like I could talk about like moving to study uh, to US or doing uh, so many things in my life. So how do you choose a story? Mm -hmm. So it is always thinking, what is the offer that you want to make in the end? And then seeing from the from your life, like what could be an event that would resonate where my ideal clients might be at the moment. So the mm. emotion, there would be the emotional connection. So they might not be exact 
possibly experiencing the same thing, but there might be emotion that is connected where you were back then and where your ideal clients are right now. Mm-hmm. Understood. Got you. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar to, you know, if you're trying to sell something um, like in a sales process or when you're meeting in someone, right, you wouldn't tell a story or a case study that wouldn't be relevant to your client. Right. So mm-hmm. but, but I think like most people, um, especially right now, when you're thinking about story, you know, one of the one of the self-limiting beliefs about them you know telling the stories because they think that they are not special or there's you know my life story is boring right i you know i'm not someone who like uh-huh. hiked the mountains or i'm not someone who who had maybe you know like a terrible disease that is life-threatening or something so what, what are your thoughts on those uh, ty- type of you know scenarios thank you for bringing that forward because that is a thought like so many have and i have had clients saying well i don't have a big thing that happened in my life and like then they go into the place where they think that they story don't matter Mm. and i believe that we all have life experiences that we can share and that way support others because your story can be exact thing someone else needs to hear and sometimes it is not like big trauma that happened Sometimes it can be everyday event that you can make extraordinary the way you share it and the things that you learn from it. So I believe we all have stories like every day we have so many stories happening. And one of my superpowers is like find that story because I truly believe that we all have amazing stories to share. So if you feel you don't have a story, it might be just checking your life like from birth to this moment and start noting down like memories that you have. And one of those memories can be a story that resonates with your ideal clients. Understood. And so, all right. So is there like a process? Because I know offers the first step, but now we need to backtrack, right? A little bit because maybe, you know, like, I don't know. So so let's say someone's living for zero to 40 years. Definitely those 40 years have a lot of like scenarios that probably people wouldn't want to watch or even listen into because those are some menial, (laughs) you know, repetitive uh, stories that, you know, that happens every day. Um, so is there a way for you to maybe draw out those stories and how do you even craft the story? Is it through public speaking or is it through content? You mentioned er- also earlier about um, the engagement on Facebook, right? So maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that as well. I know it's a two-part question, but yeah. feel free to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> many questions there. <laughs> no, so where shall I start? So first of all, like we normally remember our highs and our lows from our life. Mm-hmm. Like when it's the every day, we don't remember that much. Like just think about your last year, like, hmm, what do I remember? <laughs> it might be the high points and the low points. Yep. And so that already helps. So we are not telling everything because that would take if somebody is 49, it would take 49 years to tell. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> so we want to choose one specific story. And one of the key things is to have a structure. Every story has beginning, middle and end. Because you don't want to, when you start sharing your story, you don't want to get lost in your story. Because if you do that, your audience will get lost as well. They're like, and what happened? And what happens then? Confused mind won't buy. So if you want to make an offer and you got them confused, they are still figuring out your story when you're making the offer. They're like, and then she went to the college and then she went here. And <laughs> <laughs> so we want to be very clear and have a structure as you're sharing your story. And there are essential elements as well that you put into your story so that it is captivating. And yeah, and one of the things I mentioned about the social media because nowadays, social media has so many posts. So it's hard to get people's attention. So one of the ways to get people atten people's attention and get them reading your post is to share story-based content. Mm. That is something that people read. And more importantly, they comment because the story evokes something within them and they feel like, ooh, I, I need to say something about this because it touches their emotions and the emotional connection. When you start building that, that builds also trust and you are sharing the journey, like little glimpses from your journey. And that opens up also your ideal clients to share things with you. So it stories have amazing power when you do them correctly. There is certain forms how to share stories and social media as well. You need to be considering the length of your story. You ain't gonna write a novel. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it really goes making your story as short as you can, or you can write then a novel if you have a lot to share. That's another option. But then when you have these stories, and you can have multiple stories from your journey, but when you have them, you can share them. Like maybe you get an opportunity to come to somebody's podcast. Maybe you get an opportunity to be a guest in, a, in an event. You get to be on the stage. You get to be writing an article. You can use those stories in, and you can put your stories on your website if you have one. So that way your story can be in different places, a little bit different format, depending where you are sharing it. Yeah, I think it's it's really important about, like you mentioned about the structure of telling a story, right? It's like similar to the process of Disney, right? Beginning, mm -hmm. middle and end. And like, yeah. you know, what is the origin of the story? What are the catalysts? Is there a villain in between? You know, is there like some sort of like lows? And suddenly found out, all right, maybe Miss, you know, Sifu or Master, you know, change, change his or her life forever, right? Um, and yeah, it's very important. And also because most of the time people get confused, they watch a lot of movies and they think that, all right, this person is a good storyteller. Maybe I can do the same thing. But that mm -hmm. person experiences different scenarios like you. I mean, you know, maybe some of them were like 
it took them years and they just delivered in maybe one hour of presentation right so it's really mm -hmm. important about the structure and it's really interesting about when you mentioned about facebook content right or social media in general yeah. because i i always believe like content or story should be delivered based on the platform you are telling the story like mm -hmm. obviously you cannot right. tell like a long content in, in Facebook, people will just scroll up and like, who, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> so, um, but in terms of like, let's, all right, so let's go to platform. So you're now using Facebook. Um, do mm -hmm. you recommend going, creating a Facebook page, Facebook group, or, you know, or like the, the Gary Vaynerchuk model where you create one content, you repurpose it several times through Instagram to LinkedIn or Facebook. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love repurposing because we, we, if we are in several platforms, you can tweak the same post and also share it in different times. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to be always creating. But I'm my main place is Facebook and I have a Facebook group. That's one great way nowadays because the page pages seems to be a little bit low on getting for more people the algorithm the famous secret algorithm seems to be <laughs> now favoring groups yeah. so so i i do have a facebook group myself and many many people as well do have facebook groups because that is a place as well to start connecting with your ideal clients so if you have a Facebook group and that is bringing your ideal clients together and you can create meaningful impact by supporting them, helping to connect with them. So that's a place to bring your expertise forward as well as you are the one who is running the group. So that makes them to see like, oh, you're, you're the organizer here. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and sometimes I do share those uh, story paste posts also on my personal profile and they can connect to the work that I do. But since it's a story, it is more accepted also, in the, even though it would be business related on your personal profile, because it is a way how you can connect with people and share your expertise within this story and also people get to know you so i like that way to connect understood i'm just really curious as well because you mentioned about facebook group right um like me for instance i think i use i used to like create content on facebook a lot as well in the past mm -hmm. um but i figure out you know um because these are platforms that i cannot control and you need advertising dollars if you wanted to show it to more people um this is like a very curious question how do you normally or ideally you know create a facebook group and ma make sure that you know it is engaging and like people are you know always coming back to the group right because number one thing that facebook does is that they want you to pay for more people to see it so if on mm -hmm. a facebook group it doesn't mean like you have i don't know a thousand let's say for example a thousand I'm all just in there doesn't mean it's a thousand people will see it maybe 10% will see it right um, but how do you make sure that you increase the engagement and what are your like tips tactics and strategies around that as well so first of all the Facebook name the community name that's super important so that people know who that group is for 
that they are like, oh, that's for me. I want to join. So that's one thing. And when you have that group, you think about what your audience, what that community wants to talk about. It's not what you want to talk about. It's what they feel called to talk about. And you can have those as a couple of days per week, like maybe three days per week. You have those topics and you can put prompts like Facebook post. Okay, today is Motivation Monday. What is one thing? Share one thing that has worked for you if they feel called to share. And that way you start that conversation. And it is, again, a numbers game as well. When you get started and you have 20 people, it can be a very engaging group, but it might need a little bit more people there to get the engagement going. So having topics, and you can choose how many days per week. In my group, we have a daily theme. So people know what to post. And you need to start creating the culture in your group. Like in my group, I always say, like, let's share and support each other. If you think about how good it feels when somebody else comments or likes your post, it makes you like, oh, I feel supported. So you need to build that culture in when you have a Facebook community that they feel that they want to be an active member there. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really important about what you share on that is that, you know, talk about what they wanted to talk about, not what you wanted to talk about. Because most people nowadays, especially the ones who are like starting out, they think social media platforms is another distribution platform, right? They create one content mm -hmm. and they distribute it to seven different other content. And they forget that each platform or each, let's say like a Facebook group have different dynamics into it. It's like you're going to party and you're not holding the mic or a speaker or like, you know, like a megaphone, but instead you're giving everyone the mic and let them talk, you know, inside a party. Yeah. And just hang out. And and you can have a couple of days there as well that you then share something that positions you as an expert. Like you can have, for example, doing interviews in the group. So you are interviewing people around certain topics, yet that also brings value to the group because they can have these fascinating interviews and learn through them. Mm. But it's also positions you as you are the one who is doing the interview. Yeah. So that's that's also again like thinking how you can make that community because it should be community it's not about you only posting it is like bringing the engagement in how can you get the community to participate because that's when the fun begins in the Facebook communities. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on Facebook communities like paid or free ones? Is, is there a difference? Because most of the time, like when they, you know, if someone created a program, right, they, they included like free Facebook group. Um, but obviously when, when someone is just starting out, maybe only have like 20 people on, on the group, right? So um would you recommend having a free group or like a paid group because sometimes when it's a free group like people are trying to over promote themselves it become like a spam <laughs> like another spam wall or something so what are your thoughts on that yeah so i would have a community group and that is the free group 
everyone uh, welcome but you do need to set rules <laughs> you, <laughs> you do need to set the rules for the group and you can nowadays facebook even allows you to put them and the people need to accept them before they join so yeah. i highly yeah. recommend you doing that <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> it can go wild west and people also don't enjoy if they are all the time just hammered with the ads and they want to have community and conversation. And then, yes, when you have them paid programs, like when I offer my captivating content method, that's a program where I share how to increase engagement on social media through story-paced posts. So we do have a private group and that's only for the ones who participate to my program. So they get some extra support there and they are just with the people who are going through the program as, at the same time. So they they can support each others as well and ask answer specifically certain questions or ask questions about the program. So I do have that uh, more private group, ex exclusive group on that for that purpose. But it's not in that way, it's not paid group it is like an add-on yeah it's an add-on because it's a support group for the program understood so like when people participate on the program they have more like you know they can because it's like a school right you wanted to hang out with people or taking the same class yeah. like you are like well what you doing do you do this one you know <laughs> yeah and you can talk about them and then i i in my the participants group we have then fun contests and uh, like assignments for each week they can share their takeaways because that's one brilliant way as well to learn when you read somebody else's takeaway you can be like oh wow that was a good one <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly Thank you so much for sharing that as well. As we go towards the end of the show, I know we we're, sp we're speaking <laughs> almost 30 minutes now. Can you just tell us where can people find you, know more about your work, what are the social media handles? Um, if you have like a free gift, this is also the opportunity as well so that you know they can download it or something like that. Sure. So you can find me on social media with my name, Katya Rosanen. I am in on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So it is K-A-T-J-A-R-U-S-A-N-E-N. -E and hopefully you will put it on the chat on the show notes because yeah. yes, it, it, the name is from Finland. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the most easiest name I heard from Finnish people. So <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and I'd love to share a gift because I believe that your message matters and it is time to get more engagement. So I share five keys to increase your Facebook engagement fast. That is a PDF where are those five secrets. Plus there is 50 ideas for your story posts. So if you feel, I don't know what to post, download that and you have 50 ideas that will start increasing the engagement as you learn how you can share stories and get those ideas 
Awesome, awesome. So you heard it from Katya, um, everyone. So if you are interested to know more about increasing engagement in Facebook, learn more about storytelling, you know, go download the, the PDF. I'm going to be sure to put it on the show notes as well. And Katya, before my last and final question, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your journey with us. It was so fun and enjoyable discussion. I am sure our audience would love to know more. Maybe I can invite you the next time as well, um, maybe for a live interview as well. But my last and final question is, Katya, if everything is stripped away from you and you got to start all over again, what would be your main drive to succeed? It is the calling that I have in my heart. And it is the empowering within to help others here in the world. And that is something that comes within. But I would also make one different decisions. And I <laughs> share this because when I got started 2012 on the coaching world, I thought that I can figure things out. Mm. And it took me time to get my first business mentor. And that was the best decision ever. So if I would need to start from scratch, <laughs> that would be one decision. I would be like, okay, let me get some help to do this and build this again. So that would be definitely one thing I would do differently now as I learned. There is an easier way. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. This way it can improve our searchability, reach out and impact more people too. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.